This is the Life Story Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4, with Erica Donnell, Unapologetic Self-Love. Good morning, I'm Kaylee B, and this is the Life Story Podcast. This podcast is meant to be a platform for people to share their life story. Our life stories don't always define us, but they give us our purpose. The reasons that we choose to continue experiencing life as a human, on this earth, with and for each other in all of life's painful and joyful moments. For the first season of the Life Story Podcast, we are focusing on stories of resilience. Resilience is the ability to recover after a stressful or traumatic event. Hearing others' stories makes it possible for us to not only empathize with their pain or their struggles, but also to feel and experience for ourselves the joy and love that can be found again after such intense experiences. My guest today is Erica Donnell, California native, wife, and mother of four who struggled with severe anxiety for years. By taking things one step at a time, finding support in her community, and learning to love herself unconditionally, Erica built resilience and found the strength and tools to manage her anxiety. She's now launching a coaching business to help other women find their power through unconditional self-love. During this episode, you'll get to hear Erica's story and how she cultivated resilience despite dealing with extreme anxiety. So Erica, welcome. It's so good to see you again. Yes, I'm excited to be here and, uh, you know, share my story. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that go through the same thing, but they suffer in silence. And so um, my goal would be that by sharing my story, other people, um, you know, can help heal themselves and find the resources they need so that they don't have to go through this alone. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And and I'm super excited to have you here. I know that um, anxiety is a big deal these days. Lots of people are feeling it and we have sort of the words to describe what we're going through now, which is really important. So tell us a little bit about this anxiety that you were dealing with. So um, I'll start at the beginning with kind of my very first uh, episode of having, you know, panic and anxiety. So I was uh, driving home from work on, you know, just like a regular happy day. And I just was overcome with this like gripping fear and irrational thoughts of losing control of my vehicle and my car hitting me. And you know, there was a a rational part of my mind that was like, you know, you're okay, you're safe. This is kind of crazy, so to speak. And I just couldn't, the the fear was overpowering the rational part of of myself. And um, I just remember like gripping the steering wheel and just like sobbing and trying to find like the nearest exit to pull over, which, you know, I did. And I, I called my mom who lived close by and I just, you know, I was crying. I was like, you know, I'm safe. I'm okay. But something's, going on and I don't know and I'm scared to drive and she kind of talked to me for a few minutes and said you know do you feel okay enough to drive to my house or do I need to come get you and I'm like no I can get there so you know I went to her house and I sat with her for about an hour um she didn't really not that I expected her to like have the tools or really know kind of how to help me because we didn't at that point know what it was um but after about an hour I felt better I wasn't you know crying uh, and I was able to go home and I felt safe driving. I knew I had my cell phone if I needed to like pull over again. Um, kind of the next day I was a little nervous about driving, but I just chalked it up as to like, I'm a mom of four. I have a full-time job. Like, you know, maybe just all these things, yeah. um, you know, the stress of everyday life just kind of got to me. And so I was okay 
I don't remember exactly the timeline, but I know that it was a, a pretty substantial amount of time past where life was normal. I didn't have that experience again. So I felt, you know, pretty good. And then, um, like one night I was sitting watching a movie with my husband. It was like late at night. And again, that same just like fear and panic rose up in me. And I remember just like jumping up from the sofa. And I, I remember my husband looking at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and um, it was, I remember it was really cold outside. And I remember just rushing to the front door because I just wanted to like take in as much cold air as I could because I felt like that would help me because my chest started feeling heavy. Like this is when I really started to feel like the physical symptoms of, yeah. of the panic attack my chest felt heavy. Um, I started like shivering and I, to the point where like I was chattering, my husband couldn't really even like make sense of what I was trying to get out to him. Yeah. And it, it probably was only, you know, maybe several minutes, maybe five minutes, but to me that felt like a lifetime. And I just, in my mind was like, I'm going to pass out. I can't breathe. And you know, my kids are going to like be woken up and, and see their mom on the floor. Like I just, all these, um, really drastic thoughts in my mind. And I remember telling my husband, you know, we need to go to the hospital, like something's wrong with yeah. me. And, um, you know, we, we did, I went to emergency room and, and, you know, at that point they had advised me that, you know, this sounds like a panic attack. And immediately whenever I said that I was, you know, a full-time working mom of four, which nowadays is considered a large family, <laughs> you know, that I was a wife and, um, you know, all these things, it's like, oh, you know, there's stress in your life and that's why yeah. you're experiencing this, which could partly be true. But, um, I just kind of felt a little bit like, um, not that they minimized it, but I'm sure they see that all the time. It's like, Oh, it's stress. Just minimize your stress. Take it easy. Yeah. But, um, you know, from that point on, I was making regular trips to the emergency room because I was having panic attacks all the time and, uh, you know, crying and, you know, my mom had told me like, maybe you should call your aunt because growing up, we always, one of my aunts, it was, um, she had a phobia. So, mm. you know, I never heard the word anxiety or like a panic attack, Yeah, but I remember that like, I knew she didn't drive and she didn't drive because she had a phobia of driving. So, um, you know, I did call my aunt and it really helped to, to speak to somebody who had her own experience with anxiety because yeah. she could identify with everything that I felt or, you know, physical or emotional. And I, she became what I call my safe person. So, you know, I was so blessed that she was available to me 24 hours a day. I would call her at 2 a.m. every night some weeks just because wow. I would wake up in, in panic. Um, so, you know, I was really grateful for that. And then just, I had to learn to, to be, allow myself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was a type of that, you know, likes to be private, handle my issues kind of on my own. And, you know, I, I think for, for some of us, we limit the ability to heal or have resources and support because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to let people yeah. know that we're suffering or something's wrong. Um, especially as like women, you know, we want to be strong and, and be able to kind of handle everything. Yeah. But once I started allowing myself, like for instance, at work, you know, I went to my boss and I explained to her, this is what I'm going through. And there may be moments where I need to step away. And, you know, she was so understanding. I didn't have to take a leave That's awesome. you know, from work. Um, yeah. And I, at that time, shared an office with um, a coworker who we, 
actually ended up becoming really good friends. But, you know, I had to explain to her, like, I may bust out in tears, <laughs> you know, some <laughs> days and, and nothing's wrong, but I'm just, you know, this is what I'm going through. Um, and she was like, you know, don't worry about it. If you, if you start to feel nervous, um, you know, we can go for a walk or like, however I can help you let me know. So yeah, that, that connecting, you know, like you said, yeah, finding resources in my community, that really, really helped. And I'm not against, uh, medication or, you know, therapy. I think for some people, um, you know, that's really helpful. I know for my journey personally, it wasn't the route for me. Um, I had, you know, a couple side effects that I wasn't comfortable with and um, I didn't want to work through it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and to be transparent with that because somebody else may experience this, if they are having anxiety and maybe, um, you know, choosing to, to have medication to help, I had um, like visions of hurting my children. And yeah. so, you know, obviously that would, um, you know, be scary to some people. So I just, for me, I'm a spiritual person. I did a lot of praying. I was reading my Bible, but really connecting with other people, you know, having my safe person um, were really, really vital for me yeah. like, coming out on the other side of it. You talked about the, a couple of things that you were doing, the, the prayer and finding a person. Um, what was the process of sort of healing through this anxiety like for you? What did you, what were some of the lessons that you learned and, and some of the things that you started noticing as you were, you know, starting to manage it better? Yeah. So I, I found that, you know, the more I opened up and allowed like my emotions and my feelings yeah. to come out was so important because what I actually was a huge learning, um, a huge lesson for me was that my anxiety actually started as a child, mm. but we didn't know that, you know, when I was nine, 10 years old, um, you know, there was things going on in my home at that time that, that were affecting me and it was coming out in the form of anxiety, but, you know, we didn't know that. So, you know, I remember being in school and just like crying, going to the nurse's office because, you know, I didn't feel good. And I, I just wanted yeah. like them to call my mom and come get me so I could feel like safe at home. Yeah. Even though there was no threat at school, I wasn't having issues with like other kids or, but, you know, later looking back, I'm like, oh, you know what, this feeling that I'm having now, I remember having that feeling as a child and that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started to think about kind of the events that took place in my childhood and just kind of like releasing it and not holding on to it. And yeah, because I was older, I could understand better, like some of the things that took place. Um, if I was holding any like resentment or bitterness towards anybody, I kind of, I'm the type of person um, that I look at things from the other perspective. And I'm not saying that, you know, my parents loved us very much, but parenting doesn't come with a handbook. And, yeah. you know, there were some things that, you know, they maybe could have done differently for me, but they didn't know any better. Yeah. So at that point I was like, you know what, I can forgive them. They didn't, you know, they didn't know it's not that they didn't want to help me. Um, and just learning to like release yeah, bitterness, anger, and forgiving myself for like trying to do it all and then feeling guilty when I couldn't. Um, and just really like learning to love myself. And I was like, you know, my kids will be okay. My husband will be okay. The house doesn't have to sparkle and shine every day. <laughs> um, you know, the task at work that I'm like killing myself to overachieve. Yeah. Like 
I really was kind of hurting myself. And so, you know, really learning to take time, like, you know, I would tell my husband, like, I, I just need an hour today, like to myself and he would yeah. like, take the kids somewhere or, you know, um, kind of occupy them in the, in the yard. while I just sometimes even just like took a nap. Those were before they were luxuries, but I was like, you know, these are not luxury things. These are, these are, ne- you know, necessary yeah, in order for, for me sure. to, you know, my family is important to me, but you know, I have to take care of myself so that I can be what I need to for myself and for them. So when I started to, to learn that and see that, that's when my life really started to change. Um, I started to feel better and lighter. Um, because one thing about anxiety for me is in the the darkest of it, I just, I felt really hopeless. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that like, I have to help myself. Um, you know, of course there's therapy, there's doctors, there's medication, but like, it has to really start within me first. I have to love myself and and be vulnerable and all of those things yeah. in order for me to, to move forward. So, you know, the hopeless feeling and, um, I started having less panic attacks and more just like anxiety episodes where like, I would just feel nervous, but now I, I was, my power was growing and I just kept, you know, whatever little techniques I had, like if it was prayer or Mm -hmm. sometimes deep breathing or, you know, sometimes stepping away and just being in silence for like, I started to just repeat those same things that were helping me. I just started to become more powerful and fear got smaller, you know, and, um, and you're building another big help. Yeah. You're building that resilience, right? Like that is, that is exactly, that's what resilience is. It's that being Mm -hmm. able to recover, even if it's a little bit at a time is that, you know, taking the time for yourself to rest, to, yes, to journal, to, to do these things that bring yourself back to like a state of calm. Um, that's how it, how you build the resilience, how you cultivate resilience. And the more you do it, the more resilient you become and the better able you're able, you, you are to handle these big stressful events in your life. And I think like what I, what I love about your, your message is that it's, it's about this self-love, right? It's about taking the taking the time to do things for yourself, loving yourself enough to do those small things. And I think that's, you know, sometimes resilience is learning to love yourself exactly how you are without the pressure of having to have a clean house, having to be the perfect mom, having to, you know, work 12 hours and make a six course meal. Like it's just unrealistic. So it's creating that, that cultivating that self-love that allows you to do the little things that bring you back to a state of calm. Yes. Yeah. And I know for me as a mom, I also was, you know, now I can model that, like my children see me caring and loving for myself. Yeah. And, you know, that was important to me because I, you know, I mentioned I have four children, the oldest is a boy and I have three daughters. And so specifically for my daughters, you know, I, I want to be that role model that okay to love yourself and care for yourself. It's important. It's necessary. I don't want them to carry on kind of the learned traits that we get either from, you know, our own homes or society Mm -hmm. that 
we have to be superwoman all the time, carry it all, do it all, because I know <laughs> that was a, a big part of kind of why anxiety kind of came about for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, my heart still like hurts for people that, you know, are suffering in silence and don't know like where to go and, and what to do. And, and like I said, it just, it can leave you in a really hopeless place. And so, um, you know, I hope that whoever hears this message knows that like there is, um, you know, there, there is light on the other side and you can totally go through it and, and make it and find happiness and live joyfully again. You can. Yeah, definitely. We talked last time about, um, sort of some, some tools, right? And you've talked a little bit about it today. Can you talk to me about some of the specific tools that you've used to help yourself um, deal with the anxiety and cultivate this resilience in your life? Yeah, so now I, um, some of my like daily practices are, you know, I definitely still stay connected to like prayer. Maybe for some people that may just be like meditating. Um, I've learned to, to look at all the things that I'm grateful for or all the things that I'm accomplishing versus what I didn't get done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, highlighting, highlighting that, um, you know, I wake up in prayer, gratitude, and I set my intentions for the day and I don't overload my, like I used to have a to-do list that was a mile long and I'm like, you know what? what absolutely has to get done today? And yep. I, I limit it to three things, three things only. And my goal is to at least smash one of them. <laughs> um, you know, and okay. if I do just one, like I, I was successful for the day. Yeah. Um, but a, a big thing for me was, um, you know, my kids are a little bit older now mm-hmm. and just, um, you know, three of my children drive, like they now help me, they go do the grocery shopping. I, you know, I make the list and they, they do the grocery shopping. Yeah. Uh, my husband helps out more. And I just, um, you know, the tool again of having time for myself. So I know some days I can't get a full hour alone, but 30 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, um, has been really important. And I, I have to say it's been several years now and I have not had a panic attack. Um, <laughs> I know. Right. And I, I think back to, you know, moments when I did, cause sometimes I have to remind myself like how far I've come and what yeah. I've been through. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know what, I'm proud of myself cause I did it. And, um, you know, I will say I do still have nervous te- or it, like not nervous tendencies, but sometimes I'll get a little anxiety kind of like, yeah, I feel it welling up in me, but I, I can identify it now and know like, you know what I need I need to take a moment Um, or, you know, I need to call my girlfriend and just laugh and um, talk about nothing or, or vent, you know, sometimes I just need to vent whatever's going on, but not, you know, trying to just stuff it and ignore it because ultimately it's going to build. And then I don't want to end up in a, in a bad space again. So those are some of the tools that I use for me. um, I have to say, number one is letting it out. Like you have to find a way to let it out. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you talked about two different things that I love. The first one is gratitude, right? Having that gratitude for the things that you can get done and the things that, that you have in your life, it just kind of creates this shift, right? Especially when you're dealing with anxiety and you're 
for example, um, you know, I'm, I, I have to go take a car trip and I'm really nervous about driving. You can, you know, shift that gratitude, shift into that gratitude mindset where you're like, okay, I am really grateful. I have a safe car with really good brakes. I'm really grateful that I have a full tank of gas. I'm grateful that I have someone to drive with me. You know, I'm grateful that I get to, that I have the freedom to go places. And it kind of like helps you, you know, shift out of that worry and experience of the, the past nervousness that you've had into, you know, a more positive present moment. And the other thing you mentioned was yeah. celebrating these little moments. And mm-hmm. I love that, right? Like you're taking these, whatever small accomplishment you can do, if you smash one goal on your to-do list, celebrate it. <laughs> I love yes, that. For sure. Yeah. I don't think we celebrate enough, you know, like, no way. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're quick to look at all the flaws. And it's, and I, and I used to have that mindset and I, I, again, I think that's a huge part of why, and I don't want anyone to feel like place blame on them. Like, Oh, I did this to myself. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's lessons learned that, you know, I used to look at all the things I didn't get done in the day or, you know, um, all the things that I was lacking. And I think, you know, technology and social media is wonderful. Like, you know, this right here is, um, is a product of that. But on the flip side, we have to be careful. And that's another, actually, that's another really big thing is I had to pull away and give myself boundaries around social media and what I was taking in Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a false sense of like perfection that, um, whether you're aware of it or not, you're trying to now, um, like keep up with the Joneses, you know, and it's like, and then we're speeding, obviously, exactly and so I was like you know what I am doing enough I'm you know doing the best I can with my children um you know I'm doing the best I can at where I'm really I am giving the best of me and that is enough um and so once I started to to focus on the positive and all the wins I that really empowered me and I just started to feel better about myself and I was able to set that's when I started setting my intentions for the day. Like, you know, what is my intention? What, what do I want to move through this day and really accomplish? And for me, it was like, when I encounter people, I want them to feel positive energy. Um, you know, when I'm working on a project, I want my team members, you know, my teammates to feel X, Y, or Z. Like, yeah. And then subconsciously, I just started to move in that way and started to even attract like positive positivity into my life. That's amazing. And I love that you brought that up, that your goals necessarily weren't to um, like, like do something physically. It wasn't like, oh, um, send 20 emails. It was more like having a feeling. And I think that's so important, right? Especially when, you know, you're, what you're trying to move away from was a feeling. And so it makes sense to move into, to have a goal or to set an intention to move into a different kind of feeling for the day. That is awesome. Yes. Love yeah. It. Yeah. It wasn't about having more, doing more. It was about feeling better. I love that. I love that. Erica, yeah. tell us a little bit about your coaching business. What's going on with this? I'm so excited to hear about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, for a long time, I've thought about it for, for a long time because um, I knew that it was so important for me to have, like, I keep referencing my safe person and I'm yeah. like, you know, I would just love to have a platform, uh, for other women. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, 
anxiety specifically, but just whatever challenges or things that weigh heavy on, you know, people that there's a place to go and Mm -hmm. that, you know, they feel like there's help somewhere and, um, you know, a place where somebody can identify with them. So, you know, I am in beginning stages. I'm, I'm trying to, um, you know, put it all together, but I'm really excited because I, I just feel like, again, I, like my purpose now is, um, and where I find joy is in helping, you know, other people and, and like spreading love to me, when I look at the core of what's really actually most important to mm-hmm. all of us is love. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to put together the program, you know, where, um, again, it's just a platform for people to come and find hope yeah. and hopefully heal through some things. Um, and just, you know, move through life and bring back joy and peace and self-love, you know, learning just how to care for themselves so that, you know, they can give and receive love in a healthy way and, um, you know, just feel better about themselves. I love that. Teaching women how to love themselves unconditionally, find the joy, peace again. I am so for that. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. Good. Um, Is there anything that you want the listeners today to take away from this episode, from your, your life lessons? Um, Do you have any last messages or last words? Uh, Yeah, I just really want, you know, anyone out there that is dealing with um, anxiety you know, maybe some depression, like whatever it is, it's weighing, you know, heavy on you um, to understand that even though it may not feel like it, you have the power to change the situation and you can definitely come out on the other side. Um, you know, don't be, don't feel afraid or ashamed, um, you know, that you're going through something because all of us at some point in our lives will or have experienced and you'd be surprised that more people are actually wanting and willing to support and help you you just have to be you know be willing to you know put your foot out there and and accept it yeah to open up for sure yeah we have so much more power than we feel we do sometimes yes also true that's the resilience right we are resilient people by nature (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think, you know, we're definitely built to bounce back from things. We are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Amazing. Erica, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited for your coaching business to launch. It's called I Love Me Too. Um, I think you're going to make an amazing coach. And I will um, post a link to Erica's website in the show notes and in our social media posts if you're watching this online today. That is Erica Donnell with her story of building resilience through anxiety. Thank you again, Erica. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. On next week's episode of the Life Story Podcast, my guest is Grace Ann Rivera, a chronic illness thriver and prolific writer. She's the author of the book, Coping Strategies for Living with Chronic Illness, and is a wife and mother of two amazing children. A three-time college graduate, Grace Ann holds a bachelor degree in education, master of arts in management, and master of arts in pastoral counseling. 
Tune in to next week's episode to hear how Grace Ann has achieved so much despite living with chronic illness for so long. Until next time.